Kate here. You are listening to episode three of the Uncharted podcast, a podcast where real women get real about redefining success, honoring life path, celebrating our small wins, and just having a fun start to our Mondays. It is the Monday after Thanksgiving, and I so hope that all of you were able to take time away from your day jobs and your side hustles, that you spend time with family and friends, and really took this opportunity to relax. The holiday season is my most favorite time of year because I feel like it's truly a time where people show love for one another and get excited about not only the end of the year, but what is ahead. So I hope you had a wonderful long weekend. I hope you were so excited to start your week. We have another amazing interview to kick it off. And this week, whereas last week we wanted to go into more about redefining success, which we'll certainly get to in the weeks to come, this week I really wanted to focus on our mentality and the outlook that we have in our situations because not only is that important in our lives and the success that we experience, but it's particularly important for the remainder of the year, how we close out the year, how we get through the holidays, and really how we overcome situations and times in our life that are a bit uncomfortable. So with that, how about we uh, get started? All right, see you there. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, little funny story. Um, the app that I record podcasts on apparently didn't update with the new iPhone update that I have been avoiding forever, and it just took Dana and I a nice uh, twenty-five minutes to figure out how to record. So. Never a dull moment, but I think I have you now. Yeah. How are you doing today, Caitlin? Thanks for having me. I'm good. So today we have Dana Reiner on the call. Dana and I met each other when we were both on the same remote year program, which we just finished. Well, we didn't just finish, actually. That's so sad. We finished end of May. And after last week's episode, I called Dana and said, I really need you to be my second guest on this podcast because one, everyone loved Keisha's energy. And they liked the back and forth of it. But also there was a whole bunch of people that latched onto this idea of mindsets that we create in our life and how we deal with no's and how you can still be persistent even when things just feel crazy. And instantly my mind went to Dana because Dana was the person in our group who was super bubbly all the time. And whenever you wanted to feel good about the clothes you had been wearing over and over for the past 12 months or the fact that you couldn't navigate a new city or you were having, you know, relationship problems or work problems, whatever it was, Dana was your go-to girl. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. Wow, that's a fun intro. Um, Yeah, so all about positivity, but contrary to some popular belief, there are times where I get a little negative, and those are probably also just as fun. But I think part of negativity and mindset, one thing that has really helped me carry through the past year of my life on Remote Year with you, and then also throughout my career, has been the idea that, hey, might not work out, but we can always figure out a solution to a problem. So 
if something's bugging you, if you're having a bad day, if you just got fired, if you need to figure out <laughs> how the hell you're going to pay for like this crazy trip, just coming at it with a sense of, okay, well, however we're going to do it, we're going to make it work. We're just going to make it work. Throw everything you have at it. So And figure it out. And Dana, I, I don't even, you probably do remember this. Dana is my girl who we have mom walks on the weekends and we do heart to hearts about our life and talk about really crazy ideas. But we did a trip one weekend when we were in Portugal to this amazing surf town called Ericeira. And there was one day, everyone else was doing something else. Dana and I went to the beach and we started talking about Myers-Briggs tests and oh, yeah. How we were both polar opposites, but yet complementing each other. And Dana is the idea person. So Dana's the person who's going to go and create all the ideas and all the really cool solutions to the world's challenges. Yeah. And you're the one that helps me with the follow through and invites me to your podcast and then actually <laughs> makes the ideas Makes happen. you do those ideas. Right. Exactly. Which is fantastic. And I think that there's a lot to be said and gathering your tribe and finding people that compliment you in that way. So something, I think it was probably the podcast with Keisha uh, last week when she said it was really important to find women or men who all support you in your vision. So figuring out what personalities you need, where you thrive, and just nurturing those relationships are really important. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think I'm one of those people who always says, find your tribe, love them hard. But I, I do think that is so important. But before we go down a whole tangent, because you and I really can, can we back up? Let's tell everyone who's listening, can we give them a little bit more about you other than obviously your bubbly personality, which I love. What's kind of your background? What are you doing? Are you in a corporate job? Are you running your own company? Who are you? All right. Hi guys. My name's Dana. And for, <laughs> let's see, the past eight years on and off, I have been a freelance graphic designer and product strategist. So Peppered in there have been some great jobs, some like, oh my God, I can't believe people are paying me to do this jobs. But for the most part, and most recently, I've been running my own freelance consulting business. I invest my time and energy into helping other people design solutions for their business. So it could be um, business structure and marketing language and product and package design, or it could be illustrations for a new menu or Last year, I have done a lot of design thinking manuals for the UN and UNICEF. Um, it could be brochures. It could be brand and identity. So at this point, what I've kind of done is take the people I love working with and figure out how to get them to the next level in their jobs. So basically, it sounds like you're a badass. <laughs> uh, jack of all trades, really. Yes. Yeah. So lots of fun. So for the people listening, you don't have to give your exact age, but I, I think there's a semi-wide range of people mm -hmm. who are women, particularly who are listening to this, just so we can kind of level set where you are in your career. What is the age range you're in? Or if you want to say exact age, so people can kind of, not that you should be benchmarking, but at least people can get, you're not right out of college, obviously. Oh yeah. No, um, I'm 29 years old. Oh my God. I think that's the first time I've said that out loud. Um, so congratulations. Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm at also at the age where I'm thinking, oh man, like I'm not necessarily measuring myself against other 29 year olds or 24 year olds or 35 year olds. Um, I think 
in business, you can really get caught up in, oh my God, look at what this person has at 27 and I'm 29 and I don't have a house and I'm not engaged and, um, (laughs) you know, all of that type of stuff. But I just got back from a year long trip around the world. I've supported myself on my own business before. Um, I adopted a dog. Oh my God, right out of college. So I know I can keep something alive. All that (laughs) stuff. So, um, yeah, so, but long, long short of it, I'm 29, um, looking at 30 next year. So I have exactly what, 11 months to get on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Wait, I love that goal. Did you know that that's a personal goal of mine? Not necessarily Forbes, but just a 30 under 30. A 30 under 30 list. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun motivator, I think. But then also what I've learned is that goals can change. So if I don't end up on a 30 under 30 list, but I look at all the contributions that I've made and all of the incredible things that I've looked back on in the past, you know, even six months that have come up since remote year, that that can even be more motivating than I, oh, I didn't quite, you know, it's almost like I forget about the things that I've written down years ago because new things keep popping up and new things keep happening. So it's a, it's a good goal, but it's not a make or break your entire life if you don't end up on that list. Not the end all be all. Yeah. It does not define you. It can just motivate you. What are some of the other things? So, you know, you're 29 years old. What is that? Like eight, um, seven years out of college. Mm -hmm. I don't think when people go into college, I think most people don't know at all what they want to do. I do think when they graduate, they at least have some projection of if I'm on this track or I achieve these things by this age, that will be success for me. So what did that look like for you when you were leaving college? Oh, yeah. Um, I fortunately had found an incredible group of wacky artists and musicians and designers and um, incredibly well-dressed (laughs) Um, friends and women who I know will are and already are starting to take over the world. So I was really lucky to be folded into a community in which it didn't really matter the material things that you had by 30 um, or, you know, the checklist of like house, husband, car, but it was more what your contribution was to the world. Are you making something that you really care about? I have a good friend who is a designer in DC and he still keeps his job because it gives him enough flexibility instead of leaving the company and getting something where he spends more time at work, but it gives him a lot of flexibility to tour on the weekends and record albums with his band. So being in that community, my success was kind of like, oh, well, I hope I have a job that means I can pay for myself and my lifestyle at the time that I'm 30. But then I think secretly, like society tells us, but okay, what are my reach goals? What are I'm dreaming about. I kind of thought that I would be an art director or a creative director at like a, a cool agency or a trendy company, or that I'd be higher up in management at a nonprofit, and that I would own my own beautiful townhouse in Shaw in Washington, D.C., that I'd walk my very old dog 
um, <laughs> every morning and that I'd be the type of person who could call out early on a Friday and go get like a latte with a really cool friend who's in town. But then looking back on that, it's like, oh my God, my life is so much better than that right now. And so different than what I would have ever thought it would have turned out to be so far. And so you're not in DC right now. No, no. So right now I am calling in from a very rainy, very cold Sunday afternoon in Seattle, Washington. And if anybody knows me, they know that I'm a sunshine person. <laughs> so how the hell I ended up here, I have no idea. But it's been really, really fun. It's, it's like a completely different life. And it gives me a lot of space to really honor kind of what my soul is calling me to do and also giving me the space to figure out and try new things without the pressure of all my wonderful, incredible, supportive family members and friends who are back on the East Coast who are all the type A constantly producing. Being on the West Coast, it's almost like, oh, wow, you know, no one's watching. So what do you do? <laughs> How do you become successful in your own right when no one's really paying attention? And that that is kind of what I'm exploring right now. Have you figured it out? Uh, a little bit of it, a little oh, bit. Yeah. All right. Share your tips. Um, it is just do whatever calls you at the moment. And if something keeps coming up in your mind or coming up for you, an idea, a feeling, a trip, if there's something that your mind keeps going back to, even if it's getting rid of something, it's, oh my God, I can't believe how much I hate this commute or my coffee table or my job or the way that someone speaks to me or the way that I'm presenting myself. It's your inner self telling you, you need to make a change. And as soon as you start following those breadcrumbs, they will lead you into a place of more contentment and happiness and freedom to feel more at home and feel more successful, whether or not you're successful on paper or the way that your mom thinks you should be successful or the $150,000 a year job that your boyfriend has or whatever. So how, how can people do that practically? Because I, I think if I were like my 24-year-old self and listening to this, I'm not 24 anymore, but if I, if I was back in my 24-year-old self and listening to you, I, I think I would be saying, Dana, that, that sounds all great. You're super bubbly. Every, everything's going well. You have all these successes. But what if I'm the type of person who I'm in a job and I hate it? Or I'm, I'm in a community and I love it and I'm not prepared to move. You moved, I mean, you know, 700 miles away to go do something or to make a change what are some ways that people can like very practically today on a Monday contribute to their life or change their life and follow those breadcrumbs what if they don't even feel like there are any breadcrumbs ah okay so something I love doing is making lists and writing things down um mm, and too. I'm I'm the type of person who uh Caitlin and I were on a prep call earlier and I showed her a shot of my uh, coffee table and it's completely covered in <laughs> notebooks and lists and my desk right now is completely covered in lists. But write it down. I would say the first thing that you can think about right now on a Monday morning is, well, if I'm unhappy, what would make me happy? Or okay. what, where do I feel most comfortable? And if you're comfortable in a community, oh my God, like if you had told me before remote year that I could move back to DC, maintain my relationship, save face, feel good, 
uh, not lose out on anything. I would have jumped on it in a second. Um, but then living through the discomfort to really feel the no come out of me and the, oh my God, no, this is not right for me. This mindset's not right for me. This way of living is not right for me. Um, that can really put the pressure on you to make a jump into something new, whether it's pre-planned, like, oh, I think oh. that I want to make a change. I want to go into nonprofit instead of be this, you know, corporate accountant or the hey this relationship you know feels like it should be right so why is there so much negativity how do we change it where do you start to find your tribe get some help um, talk to a life coach talk to a therapist even in really wonderful situations what we what we perceive other people doing isn't necessarily what's going on beneath the surface and the people who are still very content and successful are the ones that have started to reach out for help and support. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, that's really important in making the next step. Yeah. I, that's such a good point that you bring up because one of the things that I've been talking about a lot with some of my other friends, and I know you and I have talked about this as well, is I said, when I got to Tampa and got settled, one of the things I really wanted to look into was either a life coach or a therapist or like a, like a Christian counselor, just someone who was unbiased and not really in my current life. But I do think there is kind of this stigma, especially if you come from very traditional families, where that is looked at as you can only go to seek help or you can only get a therapist if you are at like rock bottom. And it's kind of looked at as like almost like as a failure or a weakness. And I think you make a good point that some of the most successful people in this world, even by the truest definition of success, have many people in their life, whether it's mentors or therapists or life coaches, that they would never have gotten to where they are without those people in their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the most important thing to realize on your journey is that you don't have to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have to go it alone. I think women in particular, too, there's this, you know, the imposter syndrome of, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I just have to fake it and grit yeah. my teeth and show up to the meeting and, you know, bullshit with the rest of them and then go home and feel a little empty about the fact that, you know, I just have to do this because if I open up to someone and say, I don't know what my next step is or I don't know where my money is coming from or I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, where my support is coming from, that that we can feel like we're not even going to try for something that really we could step into very easily. I think that humans have an incredible ability to learn on the job, to show up, and just by nature of committing to something, rise to the occasion. So I think that maintaining a sense of positivity around that, talking to other friends who are going through a hard time, finding other business owners or people in jobs that feel similar will probably strengthen your energy. And once you get the momentum going, it's almost like, you know, who cares if I'm talking to a therapist yeah. or a life coach? Like this, this is helping. So I'm going to continue along this path. Well, if you think about it, like the the wealthiest people in America do not earn the world, I guess. They don't manage their own money. Even if at one point they did, they hire financial advisors and investors. Or let's say you're going to look for a new home and you want the best deal. You hire a realtor to help you. If you want to get in shape, you hire a trainer. So it's funny how we as a society are okay getting help by professionals who know what they're doing in those aspects of our life. But we are oftentimes afraid to be willing to get 
a therapist or a coach who can help us professionally or emotionally because dealing with the like getting to a point where you can be okay with what's thrown at you you almost need to like have things in your toolbox that you can pull from and I think there are people in this world who I mean they trained years and years and paid a lot of money right school to help you through that. I, exactly, exactly. And I think that um, when I finally let myself, and I'm, I'm someone, my mom is a counselor. Um, she has a PhD, two masters. She has her doctorate. She has come from years of counseling. She should be a psychologist. She's uh, kind of doing some life coaching on the side. And coming from that in my background, I didn't realize how much stigma I still carried about oh, I need help. And, and where is this shame coming from that I need to reach out to someone on, you know, even remotely. Um, mm-hmm. So BetterHelp and Talkspace are two really cool resources where you can get counseling remotely. But I was just going through stuff. And I didn't want to be that person who always showed up and complained to my friends about the same thing over and over again. And also, even within business, it's good to get a perspective of someone else who might have amazing amount of life information that they've lived, that they know where you've been. They might be a little bit older or they might be a mom or they might have their own remote job and they'll be able to coach you through the roadblocks that you would be able to then coach people younger than you or yourself, you know, 10 years ago and have a better perspective on that. So that that's been really, really beneficial in just promoting healthy success mindsets. Yeah. Um, being open to saying yes to everything and coming from a position of gratitude, coming from a position of fulfillment and that there's this great amount of abundance in the world. Not everybody wants to work with the same clients you do. Not everybody speaks in the same language you do. Not everyone offers the same services with the same personal touch you do. So something that I think has really contributed to my success and Part of the reason I landed my favorite job ever was I reached out and gave information to someone who was asking for it for free. I didn't tell her, here's my rate. I didn't tell her, I'm going to schedule a meeting. I charge $500 an hour, blah, blah, blah. No, I just reached out and I said, listen, it sounds like you're doing a great project. I would love to give you some pointers. Here's things I've learned from previous jobs and previous clients. Pay attention to this, this, and this. And I just sent it off. It was a one-off. It was a Friday afternoon. I had just gotten over a really bad, like a rejection from a job that I thought was in the bag. Um, I had been down on myself for weeks and I just needed to exert some positive energy. And I had sent this out and... On Monday morning, I had this offer, which was, hey, you seem to really know what you're doing. Please come in with us. Sit with us. We'd love to pay you for your time and then maybe sign you on for a contract. And then that turned into a job that I had for three years that I loved. I thrived in. I felt comfortable and challenged and excited. But when you're coming from a position of lack and less, everything, every no, every roadblock seems so much more intense and so much more life-threatening and life-changing. But if you come from a place of gratitude and you just open it up and say, listen, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing next or I don't have the how. I just know my goal is to be, you know, fully employed or to have a mentor that I really enjoy or to get all of my shit together to apply to this accelerator. I don't even know if I'm going to get in, but like <laughs> I'm having so much fun gathering all of this together and designing this product or whatever. And I know that I 
have what it takes to win this grant money or this contract or to land this, this client that really resonates with me, people are much more open to that style of energy than the one that's competitive and cutthroat and angry and upset. And even in life, um, I think you and I were talking a little bit earlier about once we came back from remote year, we're much more tolerant. It's much more, hey, you know, everybody has bad days or, you know, not everything needs to be perfect when we walk into a a store (laughs) or a restaurant. It doesn't need to be five stars or the hippest place in town. You know, and just practicing from a place of gratefulness and knowing that, hey, you know, everybody's trying their best and how can I really enjoy this experience for what it is? If it's unique, if it's energizing, you know, maybe I'm just stuck in a really long line in a grocery store Mm -hmm. in Buenos Aires and I ended up talking to (laughs) an expat who he was standing behind me. He was like, hey, do you know uh, where I can find chicken soup? My wife is really sick. And we got into a really long conversation about he moved to Argentina for an advertising job and they were adjusting and they, I told them all about our trip and what we were doing. And it was just really great. And now I have a professional contact in Argentina who occasionally will say like, Hey, do you know anybody who has this style of, you know, marketing experience? Or do you know anyone who can do this style of animation? We're looking for someone for a commercial. So it helps grow my network in the way that I can give to interesting people as well. All because you were standing in a line and decided to talk to someone. Like, I'm someone who can get so beat down from a day. I can come back from a really long day and I'm exhausted. And if I'm in a long line that's not moving, I have over the years had to train myself to either take deep breaths or say, okay, there's a reason that you are still stuck in this line. Like, maybe you would have gotten T-boned as you pulled out of the parking lot or whatever. But it takes a long time to get to that point of, you know what, I'm in this situation, it's not ideal, and I'm going to use it to an advantage. And that particular one just turned out to be potentially a really awesome business opportunity for you for years to come. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of the frustration that still follows semi-successful people and really successful people is when you get that no, when you get that mm-hmm. hard wall, it can be so easy to get to a place of misery and distrust and anger. Um, I'm back in Seattle. I love it. It's a lot of fun. And I've been trying to job search for a full-time job. I boned up on my product management experience. I've taken some management classes and courses and boot camps. And I'm just trying to see where I can pivot. But there have been so many doors that have closed that I'm getting back to that mindset where years ago I would have just completely crumpled and said, okay, I give it, you know, I give up. Screw this. I don't want to do it. Life is hard. Everything sucks. But in the meantime, I've had a chance to apply to an international accelerator and product design competition put on by IDEO, and I won a grant, and I was one of the top 16 finalists out of like 700 people. But if I was in a brand new job, overwhelmed, trying to work with other people, I wouldn't have had the chance to kind of pivot and work on my own stuff on the side. So it's been really fun, but it's always like, okay, try to see the little gifts that the universe is kind of putting out for you. Is it a gift of free? time. If, you know, you lose touch with a friend, maybe it's they're going through something and you have this emotional space in which you can move yourself forward and meet in better mindset later down your life. Oh, I totally agree. I, I actually think maybe that's a good challenge for us to give people this week. Challenge yourself just this one week or even today, any no's that you get today or roadblocks that kind of derail you a little bit. So whether it's 
you hit really bad traffic. Maybe there's a lot of people still traveling home from Thanksgiving. Or maybe you get a project dumped on you after the vacation and you really don't think you have time to do it. Or someone calls in sick. Whatever it is, you missed your workout. I would challenge you to take whatever it is that you feel like is the world just like throwing stuff on you and totally flip it and say maybe the world is actually taking something away from you that is preventing another area of your life to open up. Right. And when you start to see those opportunities, explore them. If it is Mm -hmm. some higher level management said that someone on your team needed to take his grunt work, approach him a week or two later or her (laughs) a week or two later and say, hey, listen, I poured everything I had into this project. (laughs) What else can I do with you? How can I move my career strategy a little bit to the left to really fall in line with your team? Or, you know, if it's like a physical obstruction. So, Last week, we went for massages after Thanksgiving. And I'm not somebody who really invests in the self-care that's very physical. Um, (laughs) I'm usually someone who's like, oh, I'll just binge Netflix and like eat, you know, a large French fry rather than (laughs) I'm going to get a massage or I'm really going to treat myself to like a really healthy dinner or something like that. And my massage got canceled and I was pretty cranky. Like that, that was the first time that I've really, you know, I was investing in myself. I wanted to have this time and this woman couldn't even show up and I was just really really pissed and And you had um, you had scheduled her we had scheduled it we were getting on a plane to come back from LA uh, on Friday my significant other was having his massage and his sister had hers planned for like in an hour and I was just gonna be stuck on the side of the road whatever like walking (laughs) around but then anyway in LA in LA you know this beautiful beautiful weather oh my god so I put my big girl pants on I went and I got coffee I sat down His sister was like, hey, I live in the neighborhood, take my spot, whatever. I went back and the woman who had the appointment that I ended up getting was probably one of the most healing, energetic, nurturing people that I could have met. She, it was just like, if you were missing a strong mom figure in your life, which I didn't know who I was. Because it's my mom's birthday. I didn't go home for Thanksgiving, all this stuff. She showed up and I was just like, oh my God, this was why the universe was like, no. No, you don't get you don't get your shitty massage at like <laughs> wait a little bit. The good be patient. Right, be patient. And then, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And it taught me like, okay, not everything worked out. But then also don't forget to continue to invest in your own self-care mm-hmm. and give yourself small gifts and prizes and wins and set yourself up for wins because being able to look back on your week or your year and saying like, okay, well, you know, I didn't come home and get my six figure nine to five at a tech company that I wanted, but I still got a couple of really cool clients and I have the freedom to go back and visit family or travel around or just sit here and really think, is this really what I want? If the universe you know, gives you what you need, not necessarily what you're demanding. Mm, So that is actually really true. We were talking about this earlier. I think sometimes we can get these huge no's in our life, like to the point where they just totally knock you off your game. You had a plan, you knew exactly what you were going to do, and then it doesn't come. One of the biggest no's I think that I've had in my life was when it came to colleges. So before college applications went in, education and school, that was something I knew I could nail. I was not good at sports. That was never going to happen. I wasn't the most popular girl. I wasn't, you know, I didn't succeed theater arts, even though I thought maybe I could. But academics, I knew I could do. And I had only ever wanted to go to Chapel Hill. I lived 
breathe Chapel Hill to some degree. I still do that today. And then applications came back and I didn't get in. I got waitlisted. And that was probably like, I think that was the first time in my life where someone very deliberately said no. And and it, it was probably the first time in my life where at the same time I was getting no, it was also being told the dream you think you've been working for, for whatever, the past 13 years of school, you're actually not good enough for it, which is probably the worst thing in the world to feel. And I think whether that's a job or a relationship or education, I mean, that is devastating. And I think I was, you know, I cried for days. I waited a few days before I could even admit it to my family because I felt like such a failure. However, when I look back at my life, I realized that that was probably the biggest, definitely the biggest no, but it was the biggest door to a different life that I now have that I wouldn't trade for the world. I mean, meeting you, Dana, came from that decision as oddly as it was. Ending up in New York, there's no way I could have gotten the opportunity I had had I not been a graduate of Elon University where I went to. But at that time, it seemed like everything that I had worked for was failing when in reality I laugh now because I look back at it and I actually think it was God saying no you at 17 years old you're actually not mature enough (laughs) to realize that there's these other opportunities that are being presented to you you won't even open your eyes so I'm just going to slam the door in your face and it it's taken me probably years to get to the mentality that you're really good at Dana where you say okay every no just means that if this was amazing it means something awesome is really waiting for me I just have to wait a little bit longer oh yeah absolutely and I think that even before you shift your mindset it's okay to have those emotions it's okay to have the anger it's okay to have your your pity party but don't let it drag on and I think that that's where a lot of us get caught up and I do too I mean you know I threw a little hissy fit on Friday uh you know my significant other he came out and was like are you okay and I was just you know basically You're throwing like, no. a, a four-year-old tantrum in the corner with like my venti ice latte that I wouldn't have been able to buy had I had my massage you know and and I we do this with life like when I was passed over for a job that I thought was in the bag and I had been working with these people freelance for six months and I I really wanted that position if that hadn't closed I wouldn't have been able to have the three years of what I look back on and think is the dream job of what I've ever done in my life you know so the being more open to that but then also you know like go for a run scream in your pillow have your little moment and then go to kickboxing right oh that's what God, i took yes. out kickboxing class gets out all anger and go to kickboxing yeah and and also keep in mind that yourself your tribe your friends you're all at some point still going through mm-hmm. small things like that so and give yourself a break there's this huge thing about self-care these days and it can come into a, a many many different forms but knowing that you are worth what it is that you want because being able to step into your own gifts that you're giving the world is not only making you more authentic and more primed for success, it's bringing a better version of you to the people who may not have been able to get access to you previously. So, right, because you, know, you would have been overworked or you couldn't have even stepped into that opportunity. Exactly. And like with you and your move to Tampa, before remote year, would you have ever thought about moving oh to God. Florida? No way. I actively, I'm pretty sure I not only actively told people I would never go I tried to persuade anyone who lived in Tampa that I knew to leave yeah so no there's no way absolutely all right 
Well, I know that we could keep talking. Like everyone I bring on, we could just oh, absolutely. Know, for talk hours. for hours and hours. But again, I want to be a little bit cognizant of people's time. But hopefully we left you with at least a bit of comfort that no matter where you are in your life, whether you're ret- near retirement age and you're looking at pivoting or you're graduating from college and you have this big plan and you're not sure it's going to pan out or you're more like us where you're in kind of your late 20s, early 30s and you're on this cusp of a change or you're right in it, knowing that like it's okay to, one, be upset and be frustrated. And I think that's what actually motivates you. That's usually the spark that like gets you going. But then try to be a little bit more cognizant every single day of, okay, this feels like a no. This feels like a roadblock. What is it allowing me to now do? And really trying to shift that mindset and seeing all the different things that are going to come into your life once you do that. Absolutely. Well said, Caitlin. That's awesome. Oh, I, I think you did it. Okay, so I, I do want to do our three quick rapid fire questions that I did with Keisha because I liked those. Perfect. And we'll continue. So when we first started the Uncharted podcast, one of the things I always said we were going to do was to honor the journey that it takes. One of my favorite quotes is, success is a path. It's not a destination. So my first thing for you is, what are three really small wins that you've had within the past week? Ooh, um, it's been a little bit hard to relate them to um, my career because I took the last week off Thanksgiving. <laughs> it can be but- non-career. Yeah, it can be non-career related, but also right before I left, I was able to kind of get to a point where I produced a small creative project with it was really fun. And, and you know, I, I let myself walk away from the perfectionist aspect of it. And then when I saw it posted for, it was like a small lettering project. I saw it posted this weekend for the small business, business Saturday. And I let myself say, hey, that was pretty cool. I, I gave myself a pass on, oh, I should have done it better. You know, we're constantly critiquing our own work. But being able to just let the work breathe and be and do what it's meant to do without beating yourself up and carrying it with you, I think is a is a good small win. Um, second small win would be having a great catch-up session with Caitlin and getting on this <laughs> podcast because, no, seriously, we were listening to podcasts in the car last week, or two weeks ago, actually, and I had this pop thought, thought pop into my head. I was like, you know what? That would be fun. That would be really fun. I wonder. <laughs> and then Caitlin launched Uncharted and I was like, wait a second. Okay. And so the third small win is letting yourself have as many things going on as you have energy for. So being able to say no when you just need a day at home and then also being able to say yes to something that's outside your wheelhouse. So, hey, maybe I'll start doing this more often or have more long form chats with my clients, discovery, coaching, all of that type of stuff and not be so worried about like, oh, I'm not in my niche. I need to really always pivot and position. So yeah, this can, isn't exactly in line with where I need to go. Right. And being okay with just being like, oh, whatever, whatever comes up, have fun with it. So I feel like people are going to listen to this. And be like, Scroll Dana is so bubbly. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've had about three cups of coffee. Um, and I'm combating the uh, rainy, rainy Seattle day outside. So you know, gotta bring your own light to the day, I guess. <laughs> make it till you make it. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so what's coming up this week? What's one hurdle, or it doesn't even have to be a hurdle, but what's one thing that you're gonna try and check off this week? All right, so I have to recommit to a little bit more of the business side of one of my side projects. I need to show up for myself. I've been talking about it for months. 
I have the strategy. I know what I'm doing. So in order to launch, I have to talk to a lawyer about something. I have to set up part of an LLC for something else. And then I actually just have to sit down and pull the trigger instead of being so scared of it <laughs> that I don't even try it. Because that's half the roadblock, you know, like getting in your own way and saying, oh, no one will ever care about this or it'll never happen or, you know, I'll never make it. What if it did? What if you right. did? And that that is where I fail myself time and time again is I don't do enough to let other people respond to my thing. I am always mm. overly critical, all of that type of stuff. So I need to show up. I need to email that lawyer back. I need to do all this other stuff um, and really commit to myself that whatever, who cares? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know? But it, what if it does? Because that's a big part of what I want to be doing next. So And the best way to have something fail is to not even try. To not even try. And and that's a huge roadblock for me. You know, I look back and I have to remind myself, girl, you, you know, just traveled the world. You had UNICEF <laughs> and the UN as some of your clients, some really high-powered startups, you paid your own way. You were able to have these incredible experiences. Who, what, what do you mean you can't do this now that you're home and you have a support network? Like, just do it. Just do it. Pull the plug. Right, exactly. I'm going to bring you back on when you can actually talk again about this really cool grant project. Because oh, I feel like yeah. there's probably not as much you can say right now, but it's no, such not, a cool idea. Not a ton, but yeah. So one of the one of the designs that I came up with, and you know, I have to do warehousing and manufacturing and all this other stuff. So you know, I'll I'll have more. I'll have more technical. You'll stuff come later back. On. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll breadcrumb it for people. Use Perfect. Your word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, final quote before we sign off. Well, final question, but it is a quote. What is the quote right now that kind of drives you every day that you fall back on? So um, I think especially now that I'm reconnecting with friends and family and trying to be more cognizant of, you know, my steps in life and where I want to go, I saw this quote probably mm, a couple weeks ago and it just really resonated. It was, you can simultaneously be a masterpiece and a work in progress. Ooh, so, I like that. Yeah. And, and what I kind of got out of it was what we project and what everybody projects around us is this feeling of perfection or we've got it going mm -hmm. on or, you know, I'm making six figures and like, oh, look at my, you know, my flight Hawaii or Costa Rica or whatever. Or like, hey, I'm, you know, running around Europe right now or I'm landing this big client or look at my beautiful um, kitchen or my home or I just bought a place or my engagement. We want to share all of these big, perfect life events. And yes, they are a masterpiece. Um, so what we can show other people is our successes. But then also know that under everything, everybody has something they're working on. No one is never, no one is ever finished. Um, and you can continue to build these layers and make different patterns and kind of create your own life. And that's half of the fun. Like, that's imagine the exciting if, part. Right. Imagine if you peaked at, you know, 24 or 29 or 38 or 42 or yeah, 57. So right. Like if you peak at 57, you don't get to be that badass yogi grandma who's just like pushing <laughs> people out of the way. You just like, listen to me. This is how we save the world, you know? So it's, it's really great because we get to continually reinvent ourselves and work on ourselves and just follow that follow what you're what you like 
follow what you love and don't be afraid to ask for help and the you know your tribe and your people will appear along your journey i picture you as the badass yogi grandma saving the world <laughs> i know i'm really i'm really life. excited for like when i hit 83 85 like that's gonna be my peak that's you your know, prime here. yeah that's my prime i'm gonna i'm gonna have a lot of fun all right i'm holding you to that okay <laughs> all right dana well thank you so much we're gonna actually wrap up now let people awesome. go enjoy their mondays and uh we'll talk soon awesome thanks caitlin for having me on and everyone have a great monday i know that's hard to say but enjoy it all right bye guys